Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, the Black Lives Matter guy I had on my show on Saturday Night on Fox can't answer a simple question. You know, I got 99% positive feedback. 1% of folks who commented, they're like, hey, Dan, you know, he answered your question. No, he didn't answer the question. Not answering a question by not taking a side is not answering a question. It's not answering a question. And candidly, I'm unsure why some people who pretend to be on the side of uh, the Constitutional Republic process, law and order are giving this guy a pass, even if it is only one out of 100 people. I don't get that. You either condone violence in response to a police action you don't like or you condemn it. There's no middle ground there. I'm really sorry. But this guy has to do better, and we have to hold people to account. I'll get to that in a second. Caused a lot of controversy this weekend. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. On a super busy Monday, the Rittenhouse trial will wrap up today. We'll see what happens there. If the media gets their wishes, the left-wing media, there'll be riots in the streets. That appears to be what they're pushing for. I've got that. I've got a ridiculous Don Lemon clip. Uh, Joy Reid is back. Inflation and my appearance uh, on Saturday night on Fox with uh, Black Lives Matter uh, activist Hawk Newsom, and now that generated all kinds of controversy. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So, so uh, this is, I just want to play a quick clip of Don Lemon, the hapless buffoon from CNN. This is kind of comical here, okay? So Don Lemon, keep in mind now, I had this Hawk Newsom from BLM, as I said on my show Saturday, and I'm not to keep beating that point to death, but Hawk Newsom has done this wink and a nod routine, uh, kind of not condoning, but not condemning violence after something happens with the police that he doesn't like, right? I condemn that. There is no path forward for using political violence in our country to lead to a more prosperous constitutional republic. None. I'm sorry. I'm, you're not going to get me to agree with that. I don't agree with that. If you don't like it, fine. You're entitled to an opinion. That's not my opinion. But here, Don Lemon shows you the problem we have with the media today and how the media is degenerating, even degenerating. Dan, hasn't it rock bottom? No, it's getting worse. And it's having real consequences now. Here's Don Lemon catching himself in the stunning moment of media hypocrisy. He has said nothing, nothing as far as I know about BLM massively condemning BLM riots and Hawk Newsom implying that there's going to be bloodshed in the streets if they don't go back to this loose form of policing. Yet Don Lemon wants Kyle Rittenhouse condemned for defending himself and with a gun in his face. Just that you, you, you got what I'm saying here, right? Watch this clip. Lemon is all over condemning Rittenhouse for defending his own life after a guy sticks a gun in Rittenhouse's face 
But Don Lemon has nothing to say about BLM and Antifa activists burning down innocent people's property and attacking them. And Don Lemon is the smart one and we're all crazy? Here, listen for yourself. It is the ultimate degree of entitlement when people believe that this is how they're supposed to be. What the right is saying about Kyle Rittenhouse is that, well, the government didn't do its job, so it took a 17-year-old kid to come in and do what was right. That's vigilantism. That's not what people are not supposed to be vigilantes. We're not supposed to be taking um, justice into our own hands. Imagine if every single person in America did that. Imagine if you call for um, for black men or just black folks to be armed and go out in the streets and, you know, do what they think. Justice, take it back. Remember and what they did to you and slavery, whatever. Go and, and take things. and do. Imagine if people were condoning that. Oh, imagine. Gee, Joe, imagine that. Unflippable. Okay, it's right. Incredible. Stunning. As Guy just said, no, we don't have to imagine it. We don't have to, Don. You know what the ultimate entitlement is here? Being Don Lemon on CNN, where sane people don't say, Don, are you an idiot? Because there are people actually calling for bloodshed and violence and threatening to burn down the streets. And you have absolutely nothing to say. And the irony is, he says, imagine if a black man was out there doing it. The guy doing it's a black man. And Don has nothing to say. It's, Joe, Don Lemon, here's a... In case you're not watching on Rumble, here, Don Lemon's head, here's the point. Right over Don Lemon's head. <laughs> yep. We don't have to imagine it. Geek, you up for me, Hawk Newsom on Martha McCallum's show a little over a year ago. A black man calling for violence. Don, Don says this never happens. Don't worry, imagine if this was happening. Well, imagine it right now. If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. That, that may not be enough for you. I talked Newsom while I debated. We will burn down this system and replace it. Where's Don? Don, where are you on that? Don. Oh, we, oh, oh yo, you're nowhere on that. And yet Don Lemon, this clown, Don Lemon talks about how it's a sense of white entitlement. Implying that Rittenhouse's race had anything to do with it. So, again, guys, just to be clear, so, you know, call me out if you think I'm crazy. Gee's eating a little fresh watch, which is delicious. I have it on the weekend, by the way. It's a lot to eat during the show. We have looser rules here. HR is not going to get on his case. Paul is HR. It's like the HR department. But just to be clear, Joe, it's white entitlement by Rittenhouse when a guy sticks a gun in your face for you to be able to defend your life and then be arrested on homicide charges and have to pay lawyers hundreds of thousands of dollars to stay out of jail for defending your own life. No. That's entitlement. But what's not entitlement is you going on TV as a black man threatening to burn the system down if you don't get in your way. And not only has nothing happened, you're celebrated as this great civil rights leader of the day. Only if you're Don Lemon. Oh, oh yeah. that's entitlement. Don Lemon as entitlement. Don, what does Chuck call him? Don Lamont. That's entitlement. But you see how the left, again, always accuses you of what they're doing? Now, Don says, can you imagine a black man calling for violence in the streets? Well, we just showed you the Hawk's clip on Martha McCallum. You don't have to imagine this either. This is Hawk from just a week ago saying exactly that. Check this out. <laughs> 
if he believes that we're going to allow our children to be stopped and frisked in the streets again, he is absolutely wrong. If they think that they're going to go back to the old ways of policing that we're going to take to the streets again, there will be riots, there will be fire, and there will be bloodshed. Anything on that, Don? Anything to add? Don, Joy Reid, Coffee Boy, Costanza, anyone? Anyone? Chuck Todd, anybody? Anyone have anything to add on that? He's right. You don't have to imagine it. It's happening right now. The media is degenerating. The process of them degenerating into madness right now, like Don Lemon. Openly, openly saying ridiculosities on the air like that, that it's privileged to be arrested for homicide when you're defending your own life against a roving band of maniacs. That's privilege. But going out on TV in front of the whole world to see threatening bloodshed, riots, and to burn the city down, and you become a celebrated civil rights leader on the media. That's not privilege at all. Why does this happen? It happens because of the media. I gave a speech this weekend at the Breakers, which I won't be going back to. I heard they're canceling us. They're canceling the Restoration Weekend event by David Horowitz, the Breakers. Yeah, so if you go to the Breakers, you may want to ask them about that. Apparently, they're in the cancellation process too now. The Breakers, you know, a lot of them, Wealthy friends of mine down in Palm Beach County who happen to be Republicans go to the breakers. I'm sure they'd be interested to know that. But I was giving a speech this weekend and I opened up the speech talking about how we have a pro- the biggest problem in this country right now. I am not kidding. Is the media. People believe what they believe in the crazy kooky left. Uh, there's a PP tape on Trump. He colluded with the Russians. Hunter Biden's a talented artist, whatever. They only believe this nonsense because mass Quantities like the Coneheads from Saturday Night Live. Mass quantities of media idiots keep telling these people that over and over. Don Lemon is trying to stoke racial division right now. Serious racial division right in front of a verdict on this trial, whatever it may be. Because it gets him ratings. And because CNN can't live without racial division and false racial narratives. Whoever gets hurt, whatever burns, they don't appear to care at all. The media degeneration, ladies and gentlemen, is the biggest problem in the country right now. It's beyond serious. Their silence on what happened to Project Veritas, their promotion of the Russia hoax, covering for Joe Biden's failures. I'm going to get to all of this. Today's is a loaded show. The covering for Biden's failures. Wait till you hear what this media lunatic says about inflation. Joe Biden can't do anything about inflation. Celebrating double standards. Oh, Steve Bannon indicted. What about Lois Lerner? The celebrating of double standards. Their flaming of class warfare and and racial division in the Rittenhouse case. The media is the most serious problem in the country right now. I've had enough of it. I called it out. Like I said, 99% of the feedback on my Hawk Newsom interview, I'm going to play a clip from it on the Fox show, uh, was amazing. And thank you. But some are like, oh, well, credit him for coming on. Nah, bullshit. Credit him for coming on. Get the hell out of here with that crap. I went on CNN for years. I went on MSNBC for years because I'm proud of my conservatism and my love of liberty and freedom, and I was happy to defend it. I'm not going to celebrate this buffoon out there calling for bloodshed in the streets. He only came on because he thinks he can be famous. That's all. Another, this is some, you know, some higher level of dignity and character this guy had, and we should celebrate it. I'm really sorry. Here was a clip where I put him on the spot. The same guy you just saw. Going to be bloodshed. Gonna be fires. We're gonna burn it down. Fake tough guy. I hate fake tough guys. I can't stand fake tough guys. I can't stand it. 
This guy's not calling for you to burn down his property or attack him. He's saying there's going to be bloodshed and attacks on other people's stuff. Fake tough guys, chumps. I can't stand them. I've seen them my entire life. Big talkers, chatterboxes, Teddy Ruxpins. You stick a quarter in their back. They tell you a BS story. I'm sick of it. I wasn't having it on my show. Here's what happened. And notice how I had to make it real simple for this guy because he's not smart enough to figure out the question. Do you or do you not condone or condemn violence in response to a police use of force incident you don't like? Simple question. Why can't he answer it? Check this out. So you don't want riot prep just in, to be in test prep. And ju- there's just one other part to this. We could take people from housing process projects who are caught up in the public assistance system and we can give these but you people don't want job riots, skills. Right? You Job don't want skills. riots, correct? And violence. I just Listen, want to get me, you on the record here. Let me explain something to you. Hawk. Let me explain no, no, something. I just to want to get you on the record. You don't want uh, violence. I'm going or on the record right now. Right I'm now. going on the record right now. Okay. As Dr. King said, riots are the voice of the unheard. It's a natural uh, occurrence I'm, that if I'm just people asking keep, a simple continue question. to be Do you traumatized or not? and oppressed, they will lash out. That's it. Do you condemn violence or not? But they shouldn't lash out, correct? Dan, what I'm telling you is, right? What I'm telling you is the Boston Tea Party was a riot. It was because people were fed up. So they took to I'm the I'm not asking about the, the Boston Tea died. Party, Hawk. No, but we're, 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 you're, what you're question. talking to me about is... Do you condemn is, and, and it's amazing that this is Veterans Day and the first man to die in the, the fight for this country was a black man named Christmas So you won't... Christmas why can't Addict. you just condemn violence? How does this why would why, why would I condemn violence? Why, why would I do that? I believe in self-defense. I believe that if someone No one's talking you, about self-defense. All right, let me make it simple. Forget... Okay. This, this is clearly a little bit over the head here. Do you condemn rioting head? and burning down over buildings? Head? You, you, you're not answering the question. Do you condemn riots and burning down buildings after a police use of force incident you don't like? No, I, I can. I, what I'll say is I understand when a police officer unjustifiably kills someone, why people lash out. I understand that completely. I didn't ask. I'm not why can't to, you answer I'm the question? I'm not going to. I'm not going to condemn. You can't answer the nor question. Nor am I going to condone it. Now, now, see, here's the thing. When Osama bin Laden, when Osama bin Laden and those terrorists attacked the United States of America. Yeah, it is cowardly. I'll answer the question I asked for myself. It is cowardly. It is cowardly. People were hurt. Friends of mine were hurt. Ladies and gentlemen, I spent most of my adult life growing up in New York City. I was a police officer there. For as crazy as a place has has, has gotten, you know, my heart's still there. Watch, you know, friends and colleagues of mine who still live there. Watch Juniper Park in Queens. Uh, watch... Uh, Guy get beaten up by a pack of maniacs. Watch friends of mine have to call and say, what do I do about my business if they come burn my business down during the riots? You know, it's easy for people, you know, all around the country, leftists and Democrats and defenders of this buffoon to talk in, in generalities. What about the Tea Party? What about the revolution? What about 9-11? You know what? When it's your friends and their asses kicked or their businesses burned down or threatened to, the story takes on a different tone. So there was some criticism out there by some people who just candidly don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to get to that in a second. Oh, he was answering in complexities. He was he was answering in complexities. How was he answering in complexities? He was bringing up total irrelevancies. 
I asked him very specifically, rewind it and play it again. Do you condemn violence in response to a police incident you don't like? Let me tell you about the Tea Party. What the hell does the Boston Tea Party have to do with a police incident you don't like? Let me tell you about 9-11. 9-11? A bunch of terrorists flew planes into buildings. You're comparing that to a police use of force incident we have a process for? And that's complexities? That's just being stupid. Hmm. Only two answers. It's every single one. And he brings up at one point, too, another thing. He couldn't, everything, he's, that debate went on for a long time. That's why later in the show, if you watch it, I got a couple of legitimate complaints. People said, hey, Dan, why'd you cut off Judge Joe Brown? Folks, we didn't mean to, believe me. We, were, we had to tape portions of the show because of uh, the governor's interview. We had to tape portions of the show. We had no way around it. We were out of, believe me when I tell you, we were out of time. Some people are like, you cut off Joe Brown and the written out. We did. Uh, we, we had no choice. I feel bad. I apologize to the judge. He was making some great points. But I'm telling you, trust me, it was not deliberate. We were legitimately out of time because this interview went on for a long time. Hawk, it wasn't scheduled for that long. But he kept saying dumb things and trying to filibuster. Another stupid thing he said is, the judge was a federal judge in New York City that ruled the stop and frisk policy unconstitutional. Even his left-wing nutjob friends at factcheck.org, believe me, lefty lunatics, are crystal clear. This is not what happened. And I called him out on that, too. He was answering in complexities? No, he was answering in stupidities. Stop and frisk was not ruled unconstitutional. Here, factcheck.org, lefty site. This is what the judge actually said. To be clear, I'm not ordering an end to the practice of stop and frisk, she wrote, Judge Scheinland. The purpose of the remedies addressed in this opinion is to ensure that the practice is carried out in a manner that protects the rights and liberties of all New Yorkers while still providing much needed police protection. I'm sure Hawk will correct himself for having said in the interview that stop and frisk was ruled unconstitutional. He won't. Media won't challenge him on it either. Here was one of the tweets I talked about by a blue checkmark guy, Joe Holder. I don't know Joe Holder. Don't beef against him. He's, of course, entitled to his opinion, too. But he said, quote, on Twitter, Bongino asked a question in pure dichotomy. Uh, that's how a lot of questions happen to work, uh, especially. <laughs> he says, Hawk answered the question in complexities, and Bongino just refused to listen. This is whack, with an expletive in front of it. He answered in complexities? No, he answered in what's, what's called misdirection. Instead of answering a very simple question, the man has clearly implied that violence and bloodshed will happen if his demands aren't met. Asking him to back that up, do you believe this or do you not, is not asking in, 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 in dichotomy. It's asking him to back up what he just said. He didn't answer in complexities. He engaged in a bunch of misdirection, totally unrelated to the question. That's the point. That's why people, I guess, like Joe, don't like when, when uh, you get a yes or a no answer. Because it puts people on the spot and forces them to back up what they said, which he clearly didn't want to do. He's a fake tough guy. When he gets in front of friendly audiences, oh, bloodshed, riots, and he gets in front of me, who's not going to take any of his crap and is tired of the fake tough guy act. Well, let me tell you something about the Tea Party at 9-11. No, let's not. Let's not. Let's talk about this specific thing right here. All right, I got more on this coming up, including, again, how to Jen Rubin, uh, the, the clown Washington uh, Post columnist, fake conservative, 
showing how to blame others for their lunatic behavior. This woman has clearly gone off the rails. I mean, seriously, should, uh, should seriously consider a different line of work at this point. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three dollars to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So here's Jennifer Rubin, as I just said, doing the Don Lamont. Completely oblivious to the world around her. Don Lamont, it's a white privilege for Rittenhouse to defend himself. He's being tried for homicide, you idiot. How is it not privilege for Hawk Newsom to be able to go on TV and say they were going to burn it down if they don't get their way? And Hawk Newsom is still celebrated in polite company on the left. That's not privilege. Here's privilege. Here's Washington Post privilege. Jennifer Rubin, who writes for the writes for the Washington Post, this is the privilege of never being called out for your own stupidity and being allowed to banter on TV with nonsense all the time without a single sane person saying, Jen, you sound like a crazy person. Check this out. The Republican Party for a while now has been tacitly encouraging and um, rationalizing violence. You can go all the way back to the 2016 campaign when Donald Trump was out there uh, encouraging his supporters to slug uh, hecklers and critics um, all the way through his presidency. Back to Trump every single time. Hey, mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> 100%. What is she doing back there? I never know what she's doing. No one ever knows what Jen Rubin's doing back there. She making meatloaf? We have no idea. What is she doing back there? Is this person crazy? So the left, the party of, oh, it's a peaceful protest. Uh, Ali, the building's burning behind you at the right. Oh, it's a peaceful burning. Don't worry about it. The party of BLM and Antifa riots, billions in damage, the attacking of the courthouse, all of this stuff. I, by the way, I've been clear on those. I absolutely condemn political violence because it's a downward spiral. We can't, uh, we can't possibly escape from once it starts. The left can't do it. You have this guy Hawk on TV. Jen Rubin doesn't say anything about that. The look squirrel approach by the left is really amazing. It's really, it's, it's an incredible sight to behold. Here's another dunce again, like Don Lemon and and Jen Rubin who doesn't see the world in front of him or doesn't insist on lying about it to gaslight their audience, this dunce Joy Reid. Joy Reid has been attacking Rittenhouse. By the way, I, I got to tell you, whether it's Joy Reid or not, but Rittenhouse has some really serious lawsuits coming, depending on uh, you know, what he, his family and his legal team chooses to do. This guy has been defamed. There's no serious question about it by a lot of people. Joy Reid has been attacking this kid because she's a fire starter. She's fueling the fire of racial division because her ratings suck and she has privilege. What's her privilege? She is on CN, uh, excuse me, MSNBC, and she considers herself a leftist, so she can say whatever she wants in defiance of the facts. Here, here's this dunce, Joy Reid, or this New York Post article is a must-read. It's in my newsletter, Bongino.com/newsletter. 
MSNBC anchor Joy Reid's Crying Shame by Miranda Devine. Reid was outraged that Rittenhouse is, quote, being prosecuted in front of a nearly all-white jury before a white judge in a country where white vigilantism is often excused if not worshipped. Considering almost 90% of Kenosha County's population is white, it's hardly a surprise that a jury would be majority white. Joy is and will remain, I think, for a long time, our gold medal winner in the dopey media talking head Olympics, and it's because of things like this. Joy Reid implying that Kyle, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, being charged by, notice what she says, by the way, a mostly white jury. It's a largely white county. If you were in an area that had a large minority population, like the 7-5 precinct I was a police officer in, you would find a largely Hispanic and black jury because you are tried by a jury of your peers who happen to be in the 7-5 precinct, largely black and Hispanic. Joyce too read to under Joyce too stupid to understand that. Joyce too read. That was a slip. Read. Read will be synonymous with stupid from now on. So Joy doesn't get that. Joy's doing what Don Lemon and Jen Rubin are and what they're doing is they realize they're the entitled ones. These are the new elites. This is the new foie gras eating class. This is the cocktail party bow tie wearing class, right? They are privileged. They're not subjected to the same rules you are. So because they're not subjected to the same rules you are, they know they're the, they're the elites. They know they think you're the smellies and the deplorables. They project their grotesquities onto you. What? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But let's go over some of Joy Reid's privileges. Joy Reid wrote a homophobic blog. She then blamed on the FBI. Joe, any update in your investigation into oh, that? Uh, not, not yet, Dan. Not, not yet. Okay, Joe, Joe, Joe's clearly a slacker. For yeah. two years, he's been trying to find the author of Joy Reid's homophobic blog. And uh, Joe hasn't been able to do it. Just so you know, Joy Reid yeah. says the FBI was investigating. Um, Joe is working directly with the FBI. <laughs> But he can't seem to get an answer, Joe. So you want to talk about entitlement and privilege? Joy Reid was the author of a homophobic blog. She then tried to say was hacked and that the FBI was looking into it. No serious person believes this. Yet Joy Reid's still on the air. Still on the air. You want to talk about more privilege? Joy Reid went to an elite college. This reminds me of that scene at the end of uh, 8 Mile when uh, Bunny Rabbit calls out the, calls out the guy. Uh, and he's like, and Clarence has two pairs. This is a Joy Reid wants you to believe that uh, the elite Republicans are calling us out or the underprivileged class. They're all entitled. She went, she went to an elite college. Joy Reid. She is, she's the most untalented person in media. The author of a homophobic blog post she claims was written by a hacker and she's still on TV and she's talking about entitlement. Talk about a human being who has failed to upward her entire life, who embarrasses herself nightly. The woman's ratings are in the can. We have more people on a digital podcast, our audience, than she has on a major cable news channel. Talk about failing upward in privilege. But no, she wants to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse's privilege. A young kid who is a lifeguard, got a single mom for a parent, of middle to low income, if you're going to classify people that way. And you want to talk about privilege, Joy? She makes a seven-figure salary from MSNBC to get ratings we get without major cable distribution anywhere. You want to talk about failing up and entitlement? Joy Reid is the poster woman for entitlement in America today.
says and does whatever she wants, fuels racial division, and gets paid to do it. Seven figures. All right. Um, let me get to my next sponsor. I appreciate your patience, but here's what I got coming up. Our sponsors are here to talk to you, and uh, thank you very much. They're good companies. I'm going to get to iTarget here in a second. Um, here's what I got coming up, though. Again, more media privilege. This woman, Catherine Rampell, who says a lot of ridiculosities on television, went back on CNN with the coffee boy who's nodding <laughs> his head and trying to defend Biden. Again, this is media and Biden privilege against himself. Biden made a stunning acknowledgement. Okay, so folks, this is again privilege. Talk about the media. We started the show talking about how the media is degenerating into madness and it's starting to have real serious consequences. Matter of fact, I wrote down here, and I'll underline so I don't make the same mistake on the radio again today. It's not serious. It's beyond serious now. We now have a potential riot brewing in the Kyle Rittenhouse case because the media is pushing false class warfare um, and race division. Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse, the elite. You guys get a single mom. He was a lifeguard. You had uh, three years of the country being buried in a Mueller hoax because the media wouldn't admit the obvious that the Russia hoax was fake. The media being silent on the attacking of the media. Project Veritas getting raided by the FBI. The media strangely silent. This is beyond serious. The media covering for a Black Lives Matter activist who can't answer a simple question about violence in the streets. Inflation right now. We have the country's... Dan, you're putting inflation in the category of these other serious things? Yes. This could be even worse. You want to be trucking wheelbarrows of money into the bread store to feed your kids? If we don't get a hold of this soon, this could be a disaster. The entire economy could collapse. I've been warning about it forever. Thanks to the Media Research Center, by the way, who put out a video of me, Charles Payne, and others. Been warning about inflation forever, for years. And now it's here. I wish some people would have listened. Why is it here? Because inflation is and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. The more money you print, ladies and gentlemen, is the more money out there to chase the same or fewer amounts of products, which causes the product to go up. It's not hard. You get more people who bid on something on eBay. For Liberals have a hard time understanding stuff. Maybe the eBay analogy makes more sense. Do you want two people bidding on something you want on eBay or 10,000? You want two. Well, dollars don't work any differently. Do you want $2 bidding on the product or $20,000? Is this hard? Here's an article from 2020. The ballooning money supply may be the key to unflocking inflation in the United States. It's from August. They have been warning about this for eons now, and now you see even CNBC coming around. Normally characterized by slow, steady growth, the U.S. money supply has grown 20% from $15 trillion at the end of 2019 to $18 trillion. It's more people on eBay with more money bidding for the same stuff. Of course, the price is going to go up. But media's got to come to the rescue again. Here's a, again, a person is not very bright. Just listen to her commentary. She proves it every time. Here's Catherine Rampell on with the coffee boy on CNN, who, you know, doesn't know enough to correct her, trying to save Joe Biden from himself, trying to falsely and ridiculously claim that there's nothing the president of the United States can do to get a hold right now on the inflation crisis. He caused and admits he admitted it. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, here's Catherine Rampell trying to save Joe Biden from himself. Check this out. The media, Republicans, and now the White House are laboring under the collective delusion that the president can do something about prices, that the president mm. controls prices. That is incorrect. Um, and yet 
That is the premise of so much news coverage right now, whether it's Fox News or other right wing coverage uh, talking about, you know, hashtag Bidenflation or saying, you know, why is why is Biden not doing more about gas prices or even more neutral, you know, ostensibly more neutral or objective news organizations asking officials at the White House, why aren't you doing something about inflation? There's nothing Biden can do. I mean, nothing at all now. This is kind of weird. Biden's totally powerless. Well, someone should tell Joe Biden that. Uh, he's a New York Post article. Biden concedes his COVID stimulus checks. <laughs> Fueled spike in inflation. Stephen Nelson, November 10, 2021. Quote, President Biden on Wednesday conceded that inflation's at a three-decade high because people have more money now as a result of his $1.9 trillion COVID stimulus legislation, recognizing a central point made by people who are arguing against the nearly $2 trillion sequel. Tell me again how the media isn't contributing to the dumbing down of America right now. They don't want to call out riots. Matter of fact, they want to incentivize more riots. They didn't want to tell you from the beginning the ridiculous PP hoax was fake, even though they knew it was fake. They don't want to tell you that inflation's Joe Biden's problem because they don't want it blamed on the Democrats. Even Joe Biden's acknowledging inflation is Joe Biden's problem. Ladies and gentlemen, you print more money. You're going to have more money chasing the same or fewer products. There are a few ways to solve that. You can grow the economy at the same rate you're growing the money supply, which would lead to stable prices. You could grow the economy at a greater rate than you grow the money supply, which would lead to what? Lower prices. Or you cannot grow the economy much at all, like Joe Biden has been doing, and explode the money supply, which leads to higher prices. None of this is complicated. None of it. They just want you to believe it's complicated. All right, moving on. The left covers for everything, ladies and gentlemen, including the nut jobs Joe Biden is trying to right now propose as judges and radical leftists. And this person, he wants to run the banks in the country who said something this week so absurd that it's starting. To, I'm starting to question if Joe Biden's really just sticking the double barreled middle finger to America, because at this point, he just doesn't care. And he wants to punish you. Here's Saleh Amarova again. She is a leftist. She has been nominated as the comptroller of the currency. This would be one of the lead bank regulators in the entire country. Well, what's the problem with Saleh Amarova? The problem is she appears to be a communist, not a capitalist. Why do I say that? Because she loves the idea of inflation. Matter of fact, they like inflation so much. She says, I think the Federal Reserve should take over all the bank accounts in the United States. Because, you know, we could do these things like helicopter money and other stuff. The left loves inflation. Why do they love inflation? Because it devalues the money. If it devalues the money, it devalues their debt. Their debt's denominated in money, the U.S. debt. Second, you'll make more money nominally, which pushes you into a higher tax bracket. The left loves that. They get more taxes from you, and the money they spent in the debt are worth less. Here's Saleh Amarova. Appears to be a communist. They want her to run the banks. Talking about, you know, a dream of helicopter money and the Federal Reserve taking custody of all your bank accounts. This is real. Check this out. Imagine what would it be like if instead of being just a public option for deposit uh, banking, this would be actually the full transition. In other words, there will be no more private uh, bank deposit accounts and all of the deposit accounts will be held directly at the Fed. And there are very interesting implications uh, from that thought experiment, for example, with uh, the much more uh, direct and proactive 
tools of monetary policy, like helicopter money, which is, uh, you know, considered radical primarily because uh, economists really do not know how to manage the issue of what will happen if, uh, in the inflationary environment when the central bank needs to contract the supply of money. How is it possible? politically feasible for the central bank to effectively take money away from uh, people's accounts. What is she talking about there? Let me translate Saleh Amarova and what she's saying. Helicopter money is a term used to describe just if you could go out into, say, a town somewhere with a helicopter and drop money, what would be the effect on the economy? Oh, the economy would boom. There'd be a whole bunch more money. No, there wouldn't. What would happen if it was limited to, say, one town is you would have a bunch of people driving up prices around the town, which would keep other people from buying things who now can't afford them. Helicopter money has been a dream of the left for a long time. And what Saleh is saying is, ah, it's been hard to work out because we can't actually get the money out there to people. But if the Fed controlled your bank account, we could just digitally create a bunch of money and give it to you. Oh, that'll solve it. That's been working out great for Joe Biden. That'll solve it. And then she said something really fascinating, which should scare the living mm, out of you. She's like, not only would helicopter money be really great if we could just give people digitally money with their Federal Reserve bank accounts. She's like, but what if we could take it away from others? Oh, oh, digital stealing? That's your idea of what equity is? Equity? Yeah, yeah, it is. They want this woman to be the comptroller of the currency. Where's the media on this? Hey, we have a, 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 a wannabe communist who might be running our banks talking about taking people's money away digitally and then giving money to others. Where's the media? Oh, yeah, yeah. There they are. Nowhere. Crickets. Nowhere. Nowhere at all. Crazy people on the left and the media. What if the media actually told us the truth? What if they told us the truth about the Russia hoax from the beginning? Would we be in a different place? This show's about the media, but it's about the media and these specific issues of our time. What if the media told us the truth? They knew the Russia thing was a hoax the entire time. Well, Cash Patel asked that question this week. Look at this John Solomon article you'll see in the newsletter. Investigator who helped unravel the Russia case says next mission is forcing media corrections. You are damn right, Cash Patel. Jim, we got to get him on the show this week. It's time to demand retractions immediately. They knew. They knew this was fake, this story. It is time to demand retractions immediately and not to stop. The Coffee Boy, Joy Reid, Russia Rachel Maddow, Chuck Todd, all of them. It is time to demand retractions from everyone who promoted this ridiculous hoax. They should never be taken seriously again for promoting misinformation and disinformation. And let me just warn you quick. The next shoe to drop in this Russia case is going to be the Comey information he said should stay classified. That would come out later on. I'm going to get to that in a second. Let me get to my last sponsor and I want to get to this. This is super important. The next shoe to drop in the Russia case is going to be a big one. And it involves that tarmac meeting between Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch. Only two answers to that. More in a second. So again, what if the media told the truth about the Russia hoax? They won't. We should be demanding retractions immediately. The next shoe to drop is going to be a series of data points 
information that the FBI has about the Clinton tarmac meeting that they refuse to let go. Holman Jenkins from the Wall Street Journal has been all over this from day one. Before I read the quote from his piece, here's it, here it is in a nutshell. Remember Bill Clinton, obviously husband of Hillary Clinton, who was running for president? He meets in a tarmac in Arizona with, at the time, Attorney General Loretta Lynch. They're on a plane. They're there. Bill Clinton claims they were talking about the grandkids. So does Loretta Lynch. There's always been suspicion that that conversation was about something completely different. Now, there was a piece of information I was alleged to have come from the Russians that the Democrat Party was trying to make the uh, information go away about that meeting, that something happened there. So. This is classified. It's complicated, but Jenkins has been all over it. He says, understand what I'm saying and not saying. Even before we knew to call it the Steele dossier, Jenkins wrote that the information game between the U.S. and Russia was much about the secrets they keep for each other as well as the secrets they keep from each other. And there's no way the truth, which is likely better known to the Kremlin than the U.S. public, can be good. Either a Democratic administration hid from the U.S. public information of its own corruption that was known to the Russians or it was snookered by the Kremlin into a Meshuggah actions in the 2016 race that delivered the White House to Mr. Trump. Follow me here. Coleman Je Holman Jenkins is suggesting that right before the July 5th press conference that Jim Comey gave about Hillary Clinton, that the reason they did that press conference is because Comey thought the Russians had some information, emails from the left trying to cover up the Hillary Clinton email scandal, and they were doing it in conjunction with the Attorney General Lynch. Does that make sense? Yeah. Comey yeah. hears in his office, hey, the Russians have this. They hacked the DNC emails. Oh my gosh, this is going to embarrass Hillary, Hillary Clinton. So the, the word around town is that's why Comey did the July 5th press conference to kind of signal to the Russians, hey, you know, we know we're going to make this go away. We're going to clean them up this mess. So there's only one of two stories here. Either the information was real. And the Russians had information about a scam by the Obama administration to make Hillary Clinton's email scandal go away. Number one or number two, the Kremlin disinformation that was fake. The story was fake, but the Kremlin was pumping disinformation at the Comey's office to get him to do the July 5th press conference. Either the Kremlin disinformation baited Jim Comey into a July 5th presser, which helped hand the presidency to Donald Trump. There's no other scenario. The next shoe to drop is going to be, was that Russian information about Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Loretta Lynch and the Democrat efforts to make the Hillary scandal go away, was that real or was it disinfo? Because if it was real, we have a cover-up. If it was disinformation, the FBI fell for Russian disinformation. There's no other scenario. That is it. That is the next shoe to drop in this case, and it's an important one. Folks, I want to wrap today with a couple of stories. Uh, number one on the double standards here as well. You know, remember when Twitter made a big deal about how they wouldn't publish the Hunter Biden laptop because they wouldn't publish so-called leaked materials? That story was total crap, and it's been crap from the start. They had no problem running Russia Rachel Maddow's. Remember that thing she did, Joe, about the Trump tax returns? And, and the, oh, yeah. remember the breaking news? The breaking news was hilarious. Donald Trump pays more taxes than the rest of us. That was like the breaking news. Those were leaked. Twitter had no problem spreading that around. But all of a sudden, right before the election, the hack frauds, that loser at Twitter, Jack Dorsey with his fake beard trying to look like he's 
you know, knee deep in a, you know, bohemian bar in the middle of the village. Hey, look at me. I'm the cool guy. Surprised he doesn't have like an Obi-Wan Kenobi hood. He tried, you know, him trying to be like the shaman. This loser clearly wouldn't run the Hunter Biden laptop story, which turned out to be real because he wanted to collude with the uh, with the Democratic campaign to help get Joe Biden elected, not to publish negative information. So they said, we don't publish leaked materials. You punished, uh, you published Trump's tax returns. That's strange because Project Veritas was raided this past week, James O'Keefe's apartment in New York City, and leaked materials made it to the New York Times, who ironically is being sued by James O'Keefe, and yet that's all over Twitter. Alan Bakari notes this in this Breitbart piece. Twitter's treatment of Project Veritas reveals a double, sta a double standard on leaked materials. You think the double standard ends there? Of course it doesn't. Ladies and gentlemen, big tech hates you. It's why I've spent my whole life trying to build this parallel ecosystem. I've got more announcements coming up, too. They hate you. They are in the tank for the left. These are full-time leftist activists now. Here's another devastating double standard. Steve Bannon, who, of course, was an advisor for Donald Trump. I'm sure you knew that. He also has a podcast called The War Room. Steve Bannon was indicted this week on contempt of Congress charges. Contempt of Congress because Steve Bannon... Uh, doesn't feel he should be pulled in front of this committee to testify about uh, what they want him to testify about. And, and candidly, I agree with him 100%. Well, Steve Brandon is going to have to turn himself in because the DOJ has decided to charge him for contempt of Congress. Contempt of Congress, ladies and gentlemen, wink and a nod here is a really serious charge. If you're a Republican, if you happen to be a Democrat or a Democrat enforcer like Lois Lerner, the IRS official, remember, who was knee-deep in the targeting of the conservatives by the IRS scandal? Here's an article by Politico. DOJ, no contempt charges for former IRS official Lois Lerner. So just to be clear, they have no evidence Steve Bannon did anything wrong at all. But Steve Bannon is going to be placed under arrest for contempt of Congress. Lois Lerner, who was knee-deep in one of the biggest uh, political scandals of our time, the targeting, unquestioned targeting by the Obama administration of conservative groups using the IRS via Lois Lerner, she decides she's not going to go talk in front of Congress. Any contempt charges for her? Nah, double barrel, middle finger to America. And Congress just takes it. So does the DOJ. Remember Eric Holder, our attorney general? Loretta Lynch uh, took his place when she was meeting with Bill Clinton on the tarmac. Remember that one? Here, Politico. Judge declines to hold Eric Holder in contempt of Congress. Josh Gerstein, Politico. Eric Holder's a protected class, too, like Lois Lerner. He's a far-left liberal who protects the swamp and the status quo. Nothing's ever going to happen to him. But if you're Steve Bannon, right to jail for you, as we see in this CNN piece, they're more than happy to celebrate this. Federal grand jury indicts former Trump advisor Steve Bannon for contempt of Congress. Justice for thee, not justice for me. Ladies and gentlemen, if justice isn't going to be blind, there is no justice at all. I've said this repeatedly, and I mean it. We only have a country if we have fidelity to one set of rules. If we can't put our political biases aside and enforce one common set of rules, we have no rules at all. They're not rules if they only apply to one side. They're suggestions. A constitutional republic can't survive on suggestions. One last thing before I get to this last story. You know... You know my rule about citing your education credentials. If you ever do it, you sound like an idiot. But one of the things I took away from some of my work in psychology when I was in school is animals, humans, whatever, 
there's little that bothers him more than a fundamental sense of unfairness. You can give a dog food until it's ready to throw up. Yet if you give the dog next to him in a cage more food than you gave him or more often, the dog in the, in the cage that's, even, that's satiated, it's not even hungry, will lose its mind because you gave the other dog more food. Even animals understand fundament, fundamentally the concept of unfairness. This is what's happening right now, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a black BLM activist, you can go on TV and openly call for bloodshed and violence. Nobody's going to say a damn thing to you. If you're a leftist, contempt of Congress, eh, flip Congress the double-barreled middle finger. They won't do anything. If you're Steve Bannon, right to jail for you. If you're on the right and you call out the Russia hoax for what it was, a hoax from the start, you're a conspiracy theorist. If you're on the left, you win a Pulitzer Prize. We all understand unfairness. We all understand what's going on right now. All right, on a bit of a good note. So this weekend I went to the Stewart Air Show in Stewart, Florida, which was excellent, by the way. I saw some fighter jets, some cargo planes, uh, a couple of C-130s. It was just terrific. I think they had an F-22 there. It was amazing. What a fantastic, fantastic event. So I went there. A lot of people said hello, like a lot of people, like a lot, a lot of people, which was really cool. Um, but I saw the Martin County where I live, Martin County, Florida. I saw the GOP tent. I went to I went to went over and congratulate them all on the great work they do. And they told me they were registering the hell out of new voters, which is fantastic. Folks, this is the hard work. The easy work's going on TV and doing the podcast. The hard work when I was an activist, this is the hard work, but this is the work that matters. The on the ground, dirt under the fingernails, registering of voters every single day. And I wanted to appreciate what they did, so I went over to thank them. And uh, here's a photo. They all had, uh, many of them had, <laughs> let's go Brandon shirts on, which was, I asked them, I'm like, you guys mind if I put this on my show? They said, hell no, go right ahead. Good for you. This is the hard work. You have my respect. All those county GOPs out there, I don't care where you are. In blue-leaning areas like Baltimore City or red-leaning areas like Martin County, got to go register new voters. Democrats been doing forever. You got to expand that pool of people. We'll be, we'll be playing in a much bigger pool if you expand more voters. Thanks, Martin County GOP. You did a great job. All right, don't miss the radio show a little later. And please subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. We are almost at 2 million subscribers, which is insane. Rumble has been blowing up. It is becoming the premier video platform on the internet right now. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We deeply appreciate it. Subscribe and follow the account today. It's all free, of course. Thanks, folks. I'll see you on a radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.